Hello, this is Matt, and welcome to another edition of the Studio Rats podcast, episode 19th for February 16th, 2012. Before I get started on the topic uh, for today's episode, I did want to apologize for the audio quality yesterday. I listened back to the podcast. Man, the background noise was horrible. I was on a different road than I normally take, and I will avoid that road in the future at all costs. Um, if I'd been listening to the podcast, you know, just as a listener like you are, I would have been annoyed. So I apologize for that. I am also going to look into maybe using some sort of different headset microphone. I've just been using the standard headphones or earbuds that come with the iPhone that have the built-in microphone. I'm going to see if using my Bluetooth headset will um, help the audio quality. So again, I apologize for that and hopefully that won't happen again. So today I wanted to talk about creative EQing or the creative use of EQ. You know, standard uses uh, for EQ are just general tone shaping and doing things like removing low frequencies from, say, a guitar track or vocal track that don't add much to the sound but kind of tend to muddy up your mix. I wanted to give you guys some ideas that maybe you haven't thought about to help improve your mixes. So let's get into it. I think one a really good use of EQ it's a great way to maybe give a sterile sounding or neutral sounding delay plugin a little more character. You know, these days most EQ plugins have um, adjustments to roll off some of the lows or highs to kind of give give it a little more analog feel or a little more vibe. Um, but another thing that you can do is on your uh, delay return insert an EQ plugin, and that gives you a lot more flexibility. A lot of times in the EQ that the delay plugins provide, you know, for instance, like um, you know, when I started back uh, playing guitar, we had those uh, delay pedals with the the Bucket Brigade technology that I don't think had any high end. So you know, try to savagely cut some some highs on delays and see how see if that helps the delay fit better into the mix, or maybe it adds a, some neat character. Another great use is, you know, besides just cutting the lows and the highs, or maybe add a few boosts or cuts in the mid-frequency to give the delay a little more character or to help bring out the delay in the mix without necessarily increasing its level. You know, um, a cut in the right area might help it fit in the mix a little bit better, where a boost might just help it poke out through the mix a little bit more and make it a little more obvious. In a similar vein, using the EQ plugin on a reverb return can also be effective. Abbey Road apparently would um, roll off the lows and the highs on their uh, reverbs. You know, lows they would start around 600k, excuse me, 600 hertz, just rolling those off. And in the highs, they had it set at 10k. So you know, experiment some and see see how far you can. You can go removing lows and highs and still get the, the reverb to fit in the mix. You might find that, that it lays in there a little more effectively and sounds more natural. And again, try adding some booster cuts in the mid-range and see if that gives the EQ, or excuse me, gives the reverb a little more character. It might help uh, remove some of that kind of ringy or boxy feeling that a lot of algorithmic uh, reverbs have and also some of the convolution ones. Uh, definitely worth a shot. In a similar vein, a lot of the analog chorus or flanging stomp boxes 
would affect the tone of the signal. So try adding an EQ plugin after your chorus or flanging effects to maybe emulate some different sounds. You know, maybe boost the highs a little bit if you want a little more shimmery chorus sound or cut some highs if you want a darker, darker sound. Definitely something worth trying. Another great use of EQ is to help push back or bring forward instruments or elements within a mix. This can be very effective on background vocals, especially where the lead singer is doing their own background vocals. You, you know, EQ their background vocals differently, make them a little bit darker so they lay back farther in the mix, and, and typically that will just help them everything blend together a little more cohesively. Similarly, if you darken up a guitar track, it'll tend to push it back farther in the mix, or if you brighten it, it'll move it farther forward. This is a great technique instead of, you know, just using the fader to bring up certain elements in a mix. And probably one of my favorite uses of EQ is to remove lip smacks, which happens to be my pet peeve whenever they appear in a song. I just hate it. It just ruins the illusion of, of music for me and, and just kind of snaps me into like a kind of my technical brain takes over and goes oh my gosh there was a lip smack what's going on um, just very distracting for me so you know a lot of times my, my first go-to method for removing the lip smacks is volume automation however a lot of times if the smack occurs right at the beginning of a word you're not able to duck it out without the word just sounding very unnatural. So a lot of times I will just do a quick automation, automated move on the EQ. I'll find whatever frequency that lip smack is at and do a quick duck just at that frequency right when the lip smack is. And nine times out of 10, actually even probably nine and a half times out of 10, you cannot hear the, any tonal change on the voice you just do not hear the lip smack anymore. So that's a great technique. Um, kind of in a similar vein, uh, you know, at the end of a song, say you have a guitar track uh, where maybe a, a chord is sustaining and as the notes start to decay out, the amp buzz and hum becomes more apparent. Many times what I will do is I will automate a low pass filter on that guitar track and as the notes start to decay, I will selectively start uh, moving the, the low-pass filter lower and lower and lower to filter out some of that buzz simultaneously as I'm fading it out. And many times, you know, where I might have to do a more abrupt or unnatural fade on the guitar track to minimize the noise, by doing that trick with the EQ, many times I'm able to further lengthen to fade out on the guitar track so it sounds more natural without having the, the buzz and hum be so obvious. Another really effective use uh, of your EQ plugins is to, you know, heaven forbid that anyone out there is using a cheap Chinese small diaphragm condenser mic, but many times these, these mics are, have kind of a shrill or harsh high end. If you add a low pass filter on that channel and say maybe you know, experiment rolling off around 10K or 12K, a lot of times you can lose some of that shrillness or harshness without affecting the intelligibility of the vocals. So that's definitely something worth trying. And a lot of those cheaper mics also have 
some weird uh, boosts in other places in the high frequencies or in the upper mid-range. And again, uh, with EQ, you can uh, remove some of that as well. So hopefully that will give you guys some ideas on some different ways that you can use EQ to help improve your mixes. Uh, if I've missed any, drop me a line and let me know. I'd love to hear them. We can all learn from each other. So if you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at matt at finleysound.com or stop by the podcast website and leave a comment for this in the comment section for this podcast. Would love to hear from you. Until next time, go out and record something and then mix it for crying out loud.